0: The following podcast contains adult themes, adult humour, and particularly adult language. It is not intended for children. Occasionally, there will be chicken noises. It looks like we got a genuine uh, message from one of our listeners. One Mr. Johnny McHuge, um, from all the way on the other side of the world. Uh, And he says... One of my fave all time pastimes is to go to the movies and I haven't seen a film in the cinema for about a year now. Even though cinemas have opened up again here, speaking personally, it's one thing I'm not entirely comfortable going back to just yet. Well, Mr. McHugh, I'm really sorry. We would love to talk about that, but we all agreed we weren't gonna talk about the C word and we all know what the C word is, right? Dan?
1: You're listening to the Ground Level Podcast with Denis Jose Francois, hi Dan
0: Collacott, hi Brownie, hello, and me, Lofty. This is the discussion show for the rest of us—the one where we look at everyday problems suffered by everyday people and try to come up with a few solutions.
2: It just depends.
0: Hi, everyone. Hi, Dennis. (laughs) Hello, Dennis. How is everybody?
1: Hmm.
0: (laughs) Okay, I'll move move swiftly along. Welcome to listeners as well to season two of Ground Level podcast. It's season two, episode one. Uh, And um, boy, do we have a great discussion for you tonight. We're not going to talk about the C word at all, if we can avoid it. Um, but we are first of all going to find out what is on everybody's mind so i 'm going to start with uh spin the wheel, brownie uh, what is on your mind
3: uh, what's on my mind without saying anything about the c word obviously i 'm just wondering what new things people have uh taken up any new hobbies um in our house we've got a puppy we 're part of the puppy brigade. Um, that everyone else is getting puppies at the moment, and um, it's been crazy. Huh? It's homeschooling, uh, doing my own work, not being allowed to really go out anywhere, and a puppy that bites every part of my hand. I don't know if you guys can see oh, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's crazy. It's such hard work. I mean, it's brilliant. Gets us out of the house, and he's lovely, and once he's got through this stage, it's going to be epic, but that's been our new thing, getting a puppy into the house.
0: Can I just ask, when you say bite everything, famously, you have a rather aggressive cat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's true. So how are they getting along?
3: Uh, it's it's quite interesting, because Branksome is a ginger fluffy cat, who doesn't give a shit about anything. He's really arrogant. Um, and he runs around the house crying as if, oh god, no! Oh, this dog's chasing me, chasing me! And then he'll just sit on a on a level that's too high for the dog to get to him, and he just sits there and stares at him, and the <laughs> puppy's going mad. Oh, oh, oh! It's again, it's a, kid, a kid. Um, so that's interesting as well. So we've got them racing around the house. When,
0: um, what breed of dog is it?
3: A Hungarian Vizsla. Uh,
0: oh, I don't that's know what sound. that is. Are they? Is that like a, a panther or a big dog?
3: He's a um, medium to large size. They're part of the HPR um, range of dogs, hunter, pointer, retriever.
0: Ah right.
3: And he's they're stunning. They're so lovely. I could see yeah.
0: you. you I could see point you point have, point see you have that convo at the school gates.
3: Yeah, have you got an HPR? <laughs> a school gates Are you taking a piss?
0: <laughs> yes. <laughs> is that yeah. uh, a, a hunter pointer retriever, not a punter pointer retriever? <laughs> no, <that. laughs> <laughs> They're very those kind of for listeners for those of you who don't know, Punter is a a seldom use term for a very small dog about the size of a rugby ball. Uh, they are very popular here in Canada, um, oh. which is weird because they can be lost in the snow. But they have little booties to keep their feet warm,
1: which oh, is quite cute. Yeah. When are you
0: getting one? Oh, I'll, no, I never have a dog.
1: Oh, okay.
0: uh, not never have a dog, but I'm not really a dog person. I'm a cat person, but... Um, yeah, no, 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 don't need Fair that. Fair enough. Don't need that. Um, you said in our in our sort of pre-show discussion that you were sort of a bit uh, obsessed with uh, small furry animals, Brown. Didn't you? Uh, <laughs> is that what you meant, puppies? you t- well, you're talking uh, well, about something else?
3: I, I don't know. I've, like this, getting a puppy is like a 10-year conversation I've had with Jim. And it's definitely not small furry animals I'm interested in. I mean, we were going to get a great, uh, great Dane and we're so, oh, wow. so close to getting one that I think that in the end, Jim just said, no, nope, stop. Right, fine. We'll get a medium-sized dog, which is how we ended up where we are. <laughs> um, yeah, but I don't know if I've got... A, did I say that? Like, I've got an obsession <laughs> small furry animals?
0: Roll back up the WhatsApp chat.
3: <laughs> well, then you're not talking about squirrels.
0: Oh, I am a bit obsessed with squirrels at the moment, yes. Uh, there are just millions of squirrels everywhere. And the first, the first, first of all, they're cheeky little sods. They come and stand outside my kitchen and look in, Uh. like like trying to see where the food is. But secondly, where do they go? Like in winter and night. But now you see, this is what everybody, we sort of think. But I've been looking at these trees and they they can't possibly all fit in a tree. Trees are not magically hollow with staircases and living rooms and stuff inside, right? They've got to go somewhere else. And do they have any natural predators? I don't think they do. I think
3: they do. I think cats and foxes and badgers and dogs maybe that's why you think i'm obsessed with, with a small fairy animals. <laughs> i think yeah i mean definitely uh, we've had squirrels brought into the house by not brankham obviously but another cat that we
0: <laughs> i can be, believe it
3: yeah um yeah we've had squirrels brought in before <laughs> yeah, obviously
0: dan what's your what's your feeling on small fairy animals
2: well my local park which is west ham park is full of some of the fattest squirrels I've ever seen, <laughs> mainly because I think there's so many people constantly uh, in the park jogging, taking their kids uh, exercising whatever that there's there's probably about ten times the number of people feeding them, but they are I've never seen so many fat healthy looking squirrels. <laughs> um, I mean, and also green parakeets. The, the park is full of about—I yeah. would say there's a good fifty
0: of them. Have they spread to North London then? Because they used to be a South London thing.
1: Well, they were—they were in Richmond Park when they were released in Richmond Park, mm. and then uh, it kind of got out of hand.
0: Yeah. Well I guess they can fly, so it wouldn't be too hard for them. It's not like <laughs> they a bus pass or something. <laughs> <laughs> they're very they're very like, noisy and they're very sweet because
2: they, they kind of fly in pairs. But yeah, this is East, East London that they've um
0: conjugated to. What do they taste like? <laughs> I mean, you must have had a kebab recently, <laughs> sure, if you notice that there's like knockdown prices on fried chicken up in the in East London, then you should start wondering. you get a green feather in your in with your chips. And, uh, <laughs> well, it, so, it, it is very strange about kebab
2: shops because kebab and chicken shops, in theory, and and I'm not allowed to talk about the reasons why, but they're supposed to they're supposed to be only only there for deliveries. But I've noticed that most of my local ones you can go in and get your food anytime, which is yeah, weird. We got the they, are, they are a law unto themselves, aren't they? The <laughs> I thought you were going to say that they are essential, but they are essential. Not.
1: <laughs> so, um, John, yeah. what's on your mind? What's on my mind? Um, well, I'd, I'd really like a dog, but then I keep getting put off by people saying, you know, having a nightmare with a dog. So, uh, <laughs> Uh, yeah, I don't think it's going to fly here. I'm trying to get it past um, past the household, but yeah, it's not going to work, I don't think.
3: I think, after you really, really need to wait until Tilly is at least four. The best thing we did was wait for Freddy to mm. get through everything he needed to get through and not be a terror himself and tall enough to deal with a dog that's jumping up. I wouldn't, I wouldn't have got yeah. a dog before now.
1: Okay, okay. Good to know. What's that Loft,
2: Lofty, don't you have an elderly guinea pig called Ralph O'Neill?
1: <laughs> no. <laughs> Where'd that come from?
2: <laughs> so you've got a, you've got kids. You must have you must have some form
1: of rodent. Uh, no, we don't have any rodents. We've got two cats, oh. uh, but no rodents. No.
2: See that—that's the problem I have. I absolutely love a dog because I grew up with dogs, and I used to kind of. Live vicariously through my parents because I bought them their last two dogs, but obviously I don't get to see uh, that dog anymore, and I'm I'm stuck with my two cats who I love, but they would never accept. A are you
1: like Are you like the South London equivalent of uh, Mowgli when you say you're brought up by dogs?
2: <laughs> East, <laughs> East London. What What, what is it? Oh, sorry. You? First I North you... London, then South London. Oh. I, thought you, I thought you were raised in Kent. Exactly
0: by 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 wolves. Right. Okay. Fair enough. So on that on that subject, Dan, what's on your mind at the moment? Um, I'm just really kind of sick
2: of walking around the area I live in. I long to go further afield. Um, I'm really sick of looking at the walls in my house and the people I have to see every day
0: on video calls. You mentioned in in our pre-show chat something about joggers, Dan. (laughs) Um,
2: Yeah, I think one of the issues that... I don't know, it, it, it seems to be the vogue now, whereas I think there was a certain percentage of people who all jogged around the park but because we all kind of have to take our exercise in the same places, it feels like everyone's decided to take up jogging. And no matter where you're walking, either coming from behind or towards you, there's always a jogger. You're, ne- you're never not three steps away <laughs> from walking into someone jogging. And, you know, I admire people for having you know, a religious exercise regime. Nothing wrong with that. But it's quite annoying because for some reason they don't move out of the way of you, you're expected to move out of the way
0: of them. Hmm. It's like a hierarchy. Hmm. Have you considered taking up jog- jogging yourself, then? You know, if you can't beat them, join them.
2: <laughs> um, I don't know. I-, I think it. I would just become what I hate because. In in West Ham Park, there's a really kind of um, semi enclosed sort of picturesque nature trail park. It's not really a nature trail, but it's just a kind of very nice um, part with lots of flowers and bushes. And it it explicitly says that there's no there's no running or jogging or cycling to be done around that part of the park. It's kind of the the bit where I guess if we were in a real world situation um old people can take a walk and chill out without you know fear of being um hit in the face mm. by joggers or bikes or mm. but for some reason because we're in the situation we're in it's a free for all uh, and cyclists seem to think they can go wherever they like joggers seem to go wherever they like
1: Cyclists yeah, the always standard. thought that, I
3: think. Cyclists just think they can go where they like, wherever, but that's perhaps another podcast.
0: <laughs> well, you know what? I, as a as a former cyclist in London and in the Netherlands, one thing that really winds me up is people who cycle on the pavement, mm. on the on the sidewalk. Pavement. Yeah. They should get on the bloody road. That's where they're meant to be. You know, especially, I mean, right, kids know if you're going to toot along at about five mile an hour, fair enough. But if you're going to cycle at, at any old speed, get on the road.
3: Do you know last year at some point it was nice weather and i was i was going out on my bike with my four year old and he's obviously going so slow that on my bike i'm i'm doing all i can just to balance myself you know we're going that slow and so i'm on the pavement and i'm making sure that he's okay and there was a couple and they were walking down the middle of the road and there wasn't a lot of traffic at the time and people were just doing that anyway Anyway, when they got to the end of the road, they came onto the pavement and they looked back at us, then they went back onto the road, then they came to the pavement, and at the end of the road they stopped. And I thought they were letting us pass. And so they moved out into the out of the way. And so I said, Oh, thank you. And I said to Freddie, I'll say thank you to the to the man and the lady. And the guy just looked to me I and mean, went, You shouldn't be on the bloody pavement anyway. And I went, sorry? And he went, You should be on a bloody road. I was like I've got my four-year-old who's going at one mile an hour, perhaps even slower. What do you want me to do? Go on the road. And he turned to me and he went, oh, fuck off, like that. And I went, sorry. And he said it again. And I was so shocked. And Freddie was like, what did he say? That I just carried on cycling off. And I just couldn't believe his anger. I mean, like you say, Dennis, if I was going at 20 miles an hour down the pavement, absolutely should not be doing that. But I was going so slowly. I've, was this a young guy or an old guy? He was old. Well, not not old at all. Late fifties, middle aged
0: guy. Wow, yeah. that's uh, he was very I old. had a. I, do you know what? I had a bit of an encounter like that in um, St Pancras Station about probably about a year, a little bit more than a year ago. When I was, you know, it was a real fine thing. I'm running through the station with my luggage, going from the Victoria line, trying to get up to get my train to Sheffield. And I was, I was barreling along, you know, I'm like, if I miss this train, it's the last train, I'm screwed. So I'm barreling along. And I sort of accidentally, well, you know, I sort of n- nudged uh, somebody. There's this group of slightly elder, older than me, but I wouldn't describe them as elderly people walking along. And I, uh, as I ran past, I sort of hit one of their luggage and I sort of kept, I sort of braked a little bit and I turned around and said, I'm very sorry. And I went to move off and the woman went, so you should be. <laughs> and, I, and I stopped. And in that moment I stopped and I turned around and I said, what did you say? Yeah. And there were four of them. And she said, and they didn't say anything. And I said, I apologize. There's no need for that. Yeah. I'm in a rush. Yeah. And uh, and you know, and I turned around to say sorry, and they said, and they said to me, "Well, you should go and get your train." then. It's like so indignantly, yeah. And I was, I just shook my head, and I was just like, "Whatever, forget it." And I and I, I went on my way, and I'm like, "Bloody hell, I, I took the I took the time to apologise. Yeah, do you know? What I mean? There was just no need for that at all. And I, I was really, amazed. and it's a train
2: station yeah. where people are going to be in a rush, just like an
0: airport. I mean, come on, you kind of expect it. I mean, I, I admit I was running through a crowded tunnel. Do you know what I mean? I'm like, yeah, I, I realise that. Um, and I, I did miss my train in the end. Probably not because of that. I was going to miss it anyway. But mm. I, I kind of felt like turning around and saying, I bet you voted for Brexit, didn't you? Like, <laughs> <laughs> that's, my, that's my standard position when people yeah. get in like that. This is Britain and you cannot cycle on the pavement up huh? Brexiteer. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I, I feel like there's a certain you know,
3: a certain amount of that. Oh, there's
0: just no need for it. But there's also
2: what I find, and this is recent, that people, because it's mandated that you can go out and exercise in your local area once a day, but for some reason, people seem to think, I'm going to do that and I'm going to take the entire family out. And, okay, that, that really shouldn't be an issue. But the other day, I was walking down the pavement, and there was a family of six people, including pram and pushchair, and they were coming down the middle of the pavement. So I had nowhere to go, and I kind of thought, well, all right, you know, it's not an issue. We're all supposed to be kind of socially distancing. So I walked out just slightly into the road. And a car must have thought I was about to cross the road. And I didn't. I I only just moved to the edge of a parked car. So I didn't actually step into the road. And then the guy um, beeped his horn at me. I I kind of literally waved in his direction to try as gesticulate as as in what you're doing. He stopped the car, came out, started swearing at me. What was I doing? And then I just said to him, I was social distancing, mate. And then he immediately, he looked at the, the family who had, were literally a few yards past me, looked at me, uh, mumbled to himself and then got back into his car. It was just
0: pure, it was like something out of 40 Towers. It was just <laughs> pure comedy.
3: Yeah.
0: Wow. Well, okay. Um, I'll tell you what's on my mind at the minute. Uh, my mind at the minute is bin men. Refused, refuse collectors do they all go to the same school or college around the world because they seem to have this uh behavior set which is the same and that is making loads of noise talking to each other at ungodly times of the morning oh everyone over here look someone's throwing away a bicycle here let's have a go mate you know <laughs> at 30 in the morning And then when they've emptied the bin, they just throw them back, like into people's front front yards. This is over here. I mean, where I I lived in Canada, uh, when I lived in Canada, when I lived in Streatham, they did the same thing. They just threw the bins back, and we can sort out whose bin is who, you know. uh, So
3: I think that is the same, isn't it? Because you get people with like really elaborate um, stickers on their bins now. It's like, I live at number 25 and I'm going to decorate it with flowers and pictures of cats and whatever it is so that you know that that's your bin.
2: My my wheelie bin was stolen. In fact, I think two wheelie bins were stolen. And it's blatantly by um, someone local who just decided that they they needed more
0: bins. Back up in Sheffield, um, at my mum's place, um, God rest her soul, she... uh, we, we couldn't work out why they were not taking away the, um, the recycle bin. It was just being left every time. And it turns out that the other standard milk cartons that you get in the UK, like the Tetra Pak, not recyclable. They wouldn't because, and I always thought wow. those were recyclable. And so we just put them in the bin. Turns out that they are not, certainly not by that council. So I sort of dug into it a bit more. And it's amazing the differences in what you can recycle in one area versus what you can yeah, in another. It's completely different. It's completely different. When I lived in the Netherlands, I worked at a company uh, and the boss refused to recycle paper. And I said to him, it's really odd, like Holland, like crazy recyclers. And I said to him, why, why don't we recycle paper? He says, it's because they just burn it. So many so much people recycle paper that they can't actually use it and they actually burn it. So what's the point? Mm. Um So, I mean, it is better to reuse something rather than recycle it. I mean, the other thing is most people do, they don't really understand that you cannot put containers with food into a recycle. Even It might be a recyclable container, but you got to wash it out before you put it in the recycle. Yeah. Otherwise, they will chuck the entire bin load away because but apparently... Are they because it all goes onto a conveyor belt and it's checked. So at the moment if they if they pick up a bin bag again, it's going to be different in different councils. And they see food in it to the rubbish, they will. So uh, someone told me once that if for every one milliliter of oil that gets into the recycle, they need to use a liter, or it might have been ten liters, to remove it properly. Gosh. So if you put in like a, a leftover curry container into the recycling it gets in that system, that's going to cost 100 litres of water to to clean that out properly. Um, Because oil and water don't mix, right? So it's quite important to to get that right. But people just don't care. So Actually, I do have one slight addendum to that.
2: Um, When I moved to um, where is it? Barnet. So East Finchley. So Barnet Council. And I realised that you know we didn't have a bin at all, so no outside bin, no, no recycled bin, no outside black bin and I was kinda like, "I don't really understand this and there was an elderly neighbor who would put out his black sacks on the side almost like on on like a grass verge by the curb, and I was just like this is this is just weird, So I started to do this, thinking. Well, you know, I don't have any other choice. And of course, you know what foxes are like in suburban London. Mm. And virtually every week, the fox would get at, if you put any food of any kind in any of the bags, it would be ripped open and strewn everywhere. So I then rang the council and said, well, you know, surely we're entitled to uh, a black Bin to put our rubbish in because of the problems, especially the problems it's causing with rubbish that you know people then have to clear up, which is probably the council themselves. And they were like, "No, no, you're not entitled to one. If you want one, you have to pay. Pay. Uh, I think it was something like fifty
0: pounds. That's crazy, isn't it? What What I don't understand if we have rulings like that is when I, when we were I was moving house a few years ago, and of course, you move house, you end up having to take stuff to the dump. So you show up at the dump and for certain amounts of stuff you have to pay to get rid of it, depending on where you are. If you if you, if you show up with a van, yeah, if you show up with a van load of stuff you do, you can't show up to the dump in a van because they try to, um, they want to curb what they call industrial waste. So you can drive it with a car, but if you have like a small like Ford Escort van or a minivan or something like that, no, you'd have to pay for it. But I thought to myself, that just discourages that just discourages from people from using the dump and encourages flight tipping what you what? can go
3: into the dump near me and um we're really covering some juicy topics, there aren't we? Go into the dump <laughs> near me and then there is an area where you can go into and see if there's anything in there that you want to take like a little dump wardrobe. Dump dump. <laughs>
0: i suppose that's a good thing though because it encourages reuse and not recycle you know what i mean which is a which is because people do throw away stuff that's that's completely fine sometimes out of necessity just because it's so difficult i mean it's worse if you want to just leave stuff you can't just leave stuff outside your house most councils have a pickup day right (laughs) right well i think that covers what's on everybody's mind at the minute so should we jump into our main topic yes which i probably failed to mention it just depends how close to ground level are so um, I, I found myself thinking about unimaginable cover? versions of myself you do, you, do, do you guys understand? I know Dan does do you know you get what alternate world alternate universe theory is right like every time you make a decision, yeah there's another universe created somewhere where you made the opposite decision right so you have these alternate universes that run in parallel so I was trying to think to myself, well if you think about it, there's all sorts of other universes where there's other versions of you. Which one is the hardest to imagine? The what version of yourself? A decision you made all the way back when, which is really hard to imagine that version of you. So if, I can't imagine a universe where I don't care about food and I don't cook and I just eat. I just eat out junk, rubbish food every day.
3: I, I can't imagine a universe where I wouldn't care about music. I think that's probably most yeah. of us. Like people that aren't interested in
0: music, I don't. Just don't get it. Well, your life would be significantly different if you didn't care about oh, music.
3: Right? All my friends, all my best friends, I've met through music.
0: What about you, Dan?
3: Yeah. So
2: this is this is an interesting one, I guess. Something that I don't think many people would know. I mean, there's there's no reason why anyone would know. But when I was at school, from the age of you know, sort of primary school, my my strongest talent had always been drawing so i was very good at art because my mum was really good at art um and you know i i used drowning. to draw cartoons from the age of about 7 or 8 so when i kind of got to sort of gcse level uh, i i kind of i had this choice, ba- choice to make basically i go go and do go to a college and do art and design or do uh, kind of more English literature-based stuff at A-level. And it's really weird because I had had the most consistent really high grades for all my kind of artwork until the final six months of, of doing GCSE art where... My teacher left. Um, we only had um, what you call supply teachers. And I, I had a falling out over the project I was doing because they wouldn't let me. I, I was doing um, animation on a computer. And they I basically they, they told me I couldn't do it, even though it was on the syllabus that you could do it. So I did. I did a load of work. I kind of rebelled and didn't do what I was told. Fell out with them, and my and they tanked my grades. So basically, I went from th- this kind of path that was laid out in front of me that I was going to be. I don't know what from an art and design point of view, but yeah, I, I swerved completely right and and did English literature, history, and theatre studies at A level, and never touched anything. From an art point of view, ever again.
0: Wow. So, so somewhere there's another version of you, which is like an artistic type, maybe a Banksy, a graffiti artist, a yeah. um, <laughs> famous painter. Although, interestingly, Dan, you still stayed in the arts, yet your current profession is not really the arts at all, which is interesting. No, so no. be creative in your heart. But, you, but I, think, I think that's quite cool. Really.
3: Yeah, definitely. I, throughout all my youth, my my school days, my A-levels, everything, I was always, I wanted to be a PE teacher so badly. Secondary PE teacher, because I went to a girls' school and none of the girls wanted to do PE, which sucks because I love PE and no one would ever get involved. So anyway, that was what I was going to do. Uh, got my place at uni, I think at New Cross, I got accepted to. And then I... I think I just had a boyfriend and I had a job and I just thought, oh, you know what, this is much more fun. I'm earning money, even though it was just like a lifeguard job or whatever. Anyway, and that job, so I ditched uni and I stayed as a lifeguard, <clears throat> saving lives, obviously, every week uh, and not sitting on the poor side chatting with my friends at all. And because of that job, I was at Tucson Leisure Centre and St. George's obviously it not obvious to everyone, but it is next door. And in between those two buildings was a pub. And in that pub, I went on many occasions and I met my now just the best friend I've ever had in my entire life. You know, Miriam Dennis. Yeah. Yeah. And that's how we met. And I think from that, um, you know, we lived in Tooting together, we went out partying together, we you know she was part of the reason I ended up going to Australia which is how I met Lisa which is and you know when you, everything just rolls yeah. on and I think if I hadn't have done that if I hadn't taken that lifeguard job which was a pretty poxy job I probably would now be like a PE teacher probably quite a sensible right. person and would have missed out on that I, whole chunky bit of my life.
0: The only PE teacher I know I think you do as well. D Robbins, I would hardly describe as sensible. So I'm not so I'm not okay. I'm not yeah. quite sure. Okay. Not well, maybe quite more sensible sure than my life ended up being, perhaps. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Hmm. So I, I think for me, weirdly, I did actually end up doing what I thought what I kind of wanted to do when I was in school. Because if I look back at, you know, my school years and what I did, school projects and after school projects and stuff, I clearly always wanted to work in film and television than I do. And I wanted to work in the comic book and storytelling industry, and I partially do as well. So I've, but I didn't plan, I didn't, you know, set out and say, well, this is what I'm going to do for a living. Because my first job was actually as a a chemist, um, as a research chemist. And that's what I, in my head, I thought was the right path to take. And I ended up working in film and TV. So somewhere I stayed on the science path. And, you know, and all my best grades were in sciences and stuff. Yeah. So somewhere I'm a, I'm a, you know, like I'm an organic or, or, or a chemist or something, or a mathematician. Yeah. Um, and that that's a bit hard for me to imagine now who I'd be. I mean, what I can imagine is I'd have a, probably a much healthier bank balance, <laughs> probably because I'd probably actually be hired as a, as a as a quant, you know, a quant as an analyst or something on the stock market mm. right now, and I'd be making tons of cash. Yeah. So uh, I think my I think my main
1: different decision path was probably when I went to secondary school like I I went to a grammar school for secondary school because I was in I was just out well I was just outside the top three percent academically which is still this to this day I think they got that wrong because I definitely am not an academic person (laughs) um and and then my mum fought for me to to kind of go to grammar school now I don't know whether or not that was the right choice I don't know. I don't know whether or not, I, I, but I'm... I, I still but was that me. your choice? No, it wasn't my choice. No, no, no. Mm. So I could have gone to like a normal, you know, a kind of comprehensive and I probably would have been in the kind of middle to top bracket in at the comprehensive, but going to grammar school, I was very much at the at the bottom
0: of that group, uh, especially in my peer group. Um, I, mean, I how... Had- How do you think that would have, I mean, would you have ended up on a different work path then, you think? Or Um, would you be a postman now or something? No,
1: I don't, don't, yeah, uh, I don't, I don't really know. I think I would have probably got round to the same place, but I don't know, I don't know whether or not I would have gone to university or not. And if I'd not gone to university, then I probably wouldn't have got into as much debt as I did, which meant that I might have, I don't know, might have been able to get a house earlier or something like that. I don't know. I don't know.
0: I'm trying to imagine your your report card. the only thing I can see at the minute is that you scored quite well, except on two subjects: microphones and recycling. <laughs> where you got, <laughs> where you got like a D minus
1: in maths. In maths, <clears throat> in, in my first report card for maths, it said, uh, "John needs to concentrate more. He's he's pretty much the class clown." That's
0: what it's that's, oh. that's what it said
1: on my report. And how did
0: your parents react to that?
1: Uh, yeah, my mum wasn't very happy about it. No,
0: no. I had a report like that once it was quite, you know, we, I was quite badly behaved at one point in school because I realized I was, I'm going to say I was untouchable. My dad was a school governor and, um, I definitely abused that privilege a little bit and, uh, me and some of my friends were quite badly behaved. And uh, I was sick one week, and um, we had been really, really badly behaved the week before. And uh, I think a couple of my classmates actually got suspended from school, but I was actually genuinely sick. And it was like three days into the week of being sick, and I'm sort of recovered. And we're sitting around the table having dinner and uh, laughing and joking. My dad's there, my mum, my dad, my sister, and he's joking along. And near the end of dinner, he, he sort of said, You're very funny, but not as funny as this. And he produced from under the table, a letter from the school just out of the blue he completely oh. changed Ugh. right and, and, and I and like me and my mum my sister all looked at me he read it out loud he said there Mr Francois your son Dennis treats the classroom like a playground Ugh. he is irresponsible And he, it just went into it and he just read it out loud and I was just like oh crap and he looked at me he said explain yourself boy and I went well dad you know I'm b- physically bigger than the rest of the kids yeah and I do better in exams and he went Mm-hmm. I went they 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 used that against me because they, they've got nothing else to throw at me. And he, and he was silent and he went, They did that to me in school as well. Okay. And then and that was it. I never heard anything more. And then the and next then. day, right, we were in maths class and uh, one kid in class, Anthony Martinez, he was by the window. And he said, he looked up, he said, oh, my God, Dennis' dad is here. He's coming to fight the teachers. And we all bowled over to the window. My dad was storming across the playground, bearing in mind he's a school governor. He marched into the headmaster's office. And then it was break time, and you could see into the headmaster's office from the playground. And we were all watching through the window, like half the school. And all you could see was my dad standing over his desk, just like yelling and pointing his finger, and, and the, and the headmaster <laughs> cowering, right? And then he left, and they never said anything. Amazing. Right. Which, of course, improved my behavior massively, oh. as you can imagine. Oh. So, um, so, so before we finish, um, let's just go out with, if you could, and I think I may have asked this question before on the podcast, but I love it. If you could travel back in time to a point in your life and give yourself advice, uh, right? That would change oh. your path in, in, in whichever way you want, right? What would that be? And would you listen to yourself? Dan. If you could travel back, what would you say to your younger version of yourself? Uh, and would you listen to yourself if if uh, if you got that advice? Do you think? Ooh, um,
2: I would. I mean, uh, yeah. There's obviously some. I've had health related issues that I would love to have avoided, but I don't want to um, bring the uh, podcast down in in mood so I won't talk about those but I would definitely go back to not my not my current relationship obviously but the relationship before that and tell my tell my uh, past self for god's sake do not go anywhere near that person don't even be friends with them do not go on the path uh, of of engaging in a relationship with that person. Um, strong, because...
0: strong
1: advice.
0: Uh, uh, strong advice. Would, would Love Struck Dan of what, 10, 15 years ago when it was, what would Love Struck Dan have responded to that? Would you think you'd have listened to yourself?
2: Um, it's hard to say. I think potentially at that point, um, I might have been able to convince my uh, past self that, you know, there are many paths we take and many life lessons we need to learn. Yeah. And I I kind of accept this. You know, we learn by our mistakes. Um, There's a lot of stuff that's character building. You know, we all need a bit of humility and understanding. And we need to have, you know, come against certain things in our life to kind of, you know, become better formed people but i think i could honestly if i was given half an hour to an hour with my former self i could have told him whatever you're thinking whatever happens you will literally learn nothing you will get nothing there's not one piece of experience or or character building in this relationship that you will look back on at any point of your life and think oh well you know uh, at
0: least at least at least i did that Wow. <laughs> Oof, okay, <laughs> right. I mean, and, and there was a bit of there was some some of that was quite profound, Dan. Um yeah. was, So, uh, John, what about you? What, 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 what you yeah, uh... I thought
1: about this while you while you were while you were talking. Then, um, I don't think I would do it. Right. I don't think I'm quite happy how I am now. Very happy how I am now. Hang on a
2: minute. Um, Apologies for interrupting, but would you not have gone back to the start of this podcast and tell, told your past self to get a better mic?
1: Yeah, there is that. <laughs> I Sorry, I apologise. Yeah, no, no. Um, no, no, no. You're right. Um, <laughs> I lost my thread now. Um, oh, yeah, no. God. I don't think. No, I don't think I would go back and do anything differently. The only, the only thing, the only thing. Not, it's not a regret as such but i probably would have liked to have met katie earlier and had probably had kids earlier i think oh probably that's the only thing because i do think about that i think like you know i'm going to be you know when when this is going to be really quick mass when esme is 18 i am going to be 56 um i mean that's not not super old definitely not but i think there's part of me that would have liked to have been a little bit younger um, kind of around my mum's age when she had children. She was about 28, so that kind of age. That's that's the only thing, but it's not a regret as such. It's just uh, just how it is. Yeah.
2: Can I just interrupt again, and I apologise for keep doing that, but as soon as you started to speculate a number, it projected 56 into my mind, and I have no idea of your age or your children's age. I should do, because well, we're, we're supposed to be friends, um... but I realised that was... <laughs> that was so weird i was like 56 and then you said 56 yeah that is weird two seconds later so that's just that has really freaked me out maybe
1: i said 56 (laughs) into this piece of shit microphone about two minutes ago but only you heard it or something Uh, um brownie
0: (laughs) and there we go the irony yeah, uh, Brownie, what about you?
3: Um, well, Lofty will vouch for me here. Probably what Dan said about all of my exes before I got together with Jim. I didn't didn't have the best um, ex-boyfriend. Anyway, but I would probably go back to myself when I was doing my A-levels and say, just get the grades that you know you can get. Get a good choice of unis and go and do it. Go and get your degree. I don't think I would have listened to myself because I think I was oh. always pulled down the party route I can earn money, I can go to the pub, I can have all that fun in that direction.
1: Um, do, you really, do, you really, do you really wish you'd gone to university then?
3: No, I don't really wish I had, which is why yeah. I think if I went back and told myself to do it, I'd probably say, nah, you're okay. Because I had a, I've, I've had an awesome life. I don't regret not having a degree. Yeah. I've got a yeah. really good job. Yeah. I've met amazing people along the way. I've had a shit ton of fun. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, I don't
0: I think um, I, up until I came to Canada, I, I always had a really simple answer for this because I, I basically like the person that I am. And the only thing I would have really gone back and said was I would have gone back to the, to the day I got on a plane going to Japan. When I went to live in Japan, I would have just said to myself, don't step on the first cockroach. And, uh, <laughs> and that would be the only advice that I'd give myself. Uh, right. And I think my, my, my uh, how old was I then? Thirty eight my thirty eight year old self would have said fair enough, He went to a lot of trouble to tell me that so it's probably good advice, so I probably would have listened to myself, but since then, um, I stepped the on I, I wish <laughs> you, you really shouldn't do that i I wish I had got to this point in life earlier, and I feel like I could have. Which is weird for me to say because I've traveled the world I've lived most of my life overseas. I don't regret, I don't like you, Brandy. I don't have regrets over the things I've done. But I'm now that I'm here and I'm finally in a lovely house and a lovely place to live and everything, and relationship's great and everything, I'm like, oh, man, though, I've, I wish I'd been here 10 years ago so I could enjoy it for longer. Although I don't actually know how I would have got here earlier. I suppose the other advice I'd give myself, I'd have gone back to 2011 and said, buy the Bitcoin. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I considered in 2011 when Bitcoin was like 11 PA coin by buying 100 pounds worth. Could you imagine? I'd be fucking loaded right now. Mm-hmm. And I just didn't know. And there's been loads of points in my life where I've not made those decisions. And I thought, I'm probably too late on this train, you know. Um, and uh, but I don't, you know, regret. I, I agree with what you said, Dan. You know, you need to go through certain things to be, you know, to build character to be the person you need to do things wrong i don't know if we should get a do over in life um but uh yeah part of me wishes i'd got like 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 you John i wish i'd got to this point a little bit earlier so i could enjoy it for longer so all that leaves me with is uh trying to find a way to live forever yeah. maybe that's a i think i think that's thing. on the
1: cards i don't think it's uh, i don't think it's in our lifetimes or maybe our children's lifetimes but i think it's possible i think it's possible
0: There are some interesting um, people who talk about this. There's a really good TED talk from about, I think it's nearly 12 years ago now, a guy named Aubrey de Grey who speaks, he was a professor at Cambridge, um, who speaks about, and he thinks that in our lifetimes that um, people will extend their life into hundreds of years. The question is whether we'll have rejuvenation, because for someone like myself, I'm 51, You know, if they if life extension happens when I'm 70, I don't want to live forever in in the body of a 70 year old man. Mm. You know, I'd want I'd want there to be rejuvenation first in order for that to happen. But I I agree, it's it's probably on the cards. The question is whether we've missed that boat.
3: It will just be all. It will take is just a little simple vaccine, nothing major.
1: (laughs) No, no, don't go. (laughs) Oh, you You nearly said.
0: All right. It's been great talking about not the c-word, uh, um, and uh, I guess um, uh, we'll carry on our discussion another time. You know how to end an episode, anymore. <laughs> look at that. Right, and I guess that's it. Thank you right. very much, John—not um, that Johnny, John uh, Brownie, and Dan. So, joining us <laughs> on the, on the new
3: of oh, lovely talking to you
0: all. Thanks, Mark. So, like I was saying, you don't actually have to really hang out this time. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> bye. Bye. Ladies, ladies, bye. Love you, mate. On earth, did you like that film? Stop.
3: Oh, I like that.
2: I'm with you. I'm with you, Lofty. I hated it.
0: Hold up. You're ruining my intro.